This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, Pat. Yes, sir. I thought all the twins got their vaccine on April 8th. They did. They got the one-dose Johnson & Johnson. Andrelton Simmons was among them. They did not reach 85%, so I don't know if that's staff and players, but 85% of the players would mean four of them didn't take it or four or five. Yeah, I heard traveling party. Is that right? Uh, So So that's probably 70 people, and and they didn't get – so let's say they got 80%, so 15 – don't have it. 15 didn't take it, and uh, I don't know how many of those. Andrelton Simmons was the first guy that came down with it. Proudly did not take it. He's a little daffy. But uh, then this gar- this uh, garlic who got who is who admitted to being one of the guys that now has it, he did get vaccinated. Uh, and again, they, what do they say? It takes two weeks or something. So it was a week later. He did get vaccinated. They haven't told us who the other two guys, the other two positives were. They're trying to keep that secret. But as I said, let's say one of them is Sano, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I have no idea. I'm just throwing that out there. And they start the game tomorrow, and there's not a 290-pound first baseman out there. You get a pretty good hint that, hey. He's probably I don't see the one. Miguel. Right. I don't right. see Miguel in the dugout either. What the hell is going right. on here? You know, so I don't. I don't know why they uh, don't tell you who the three are. But I, I have not yet seen. Do we have the? Uh, did they get on the plane today or not? They were going to get tested again this morning. They had no positives yesterday. They're going to get tested again this morning, and then if they all came back clear, then they were going to get on the plane. But I think they have, they, they believe they have a variant, Joe, one of the ah, variants. They ah. have one of the variants. So anyway, that's, uh, that's uh, we, I, I don't know what's going on if they're going to try to play a doubleheader. This is a bad place to have a COVID outbreak, though, because you got to try to figure out how to get back to the West Coast and make up the game sometimes this summer. Don't they have another West Coast trip? The one to Seattle, and then yeah. they go to Texas, and there's a day off. There's a day off on the way to Texas, but I don't know if Anaheim's off on that oh, day or sure. not. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, yep. uh, okay. But they they can finagle a schedule with these seven inning double headers. I know. Can. How about five inning triple headers, huh? How about we go for five yeah, inning I triple headers? We could do, do that. that. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that in high schools. Yeah, five right. inning triple headers and what the hell. You know what we need, though, Joe? Hmm. We got to get the wild back on the ice. That's uh, yesterday in Minnesota sports. Our fighting wolves, down by 40 in the third quarter, uh, get uh, humiliated by the Clippers. Our volleyball team, our proud volleyball team, rated third in the country, get beat by the upstart Pitt Panthers in the Sweet 16, which means they won only one tournament game, the the, uh, Gophers. 
They get bounced out in the Sweet 16, just like they did uh, three years ago when they were the number two seed in the country, and they lost at home to Oregon when the Final Four was being held here, and they were supposed to be in it. We got that disappointment. Then our Gophers softball team had been on an eight- or nine-game winning streak, and they got beat by lowly Nebraska on the other side of the right field fence where I was watching the Gopher baseball team on Sunday fall to 4-20 and 20 in the Ooh. Big Ten. Oh, boy. Whoops. Historically horrible season for uh, John Anderson and the Gophers. 4-20. and 20. Are, they, wow. are they injuries? What's going on? Ah, uh, they uh, playing poorly. They uh, they are playing them. They they have some pitchers that they thought were going to be pretty good who are terrible. They have a couple of Tommy Johns, a couple of guys missing. They have no pitching basically. Okay, and then they don't hit that good either. Zach Robbie, you know Brian's son, mm-hmm. who's going to get drafted, went into yesterday's game. He's their three hitter. He'd been their two hitter and their three hitter. Played every game, got every at bat, you know. Went into yesterday's game hitting 435. This is in game 24. He's got seven RBIs. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's wow. nobody to drive in, and if there is, they walk him. So he's got eight intentional walks this year. Wow. Nobody behind him to get any hits. So uh, they're, they, they're a combination of a lot of things. Well, and, your wild are back on the ice tonight, by Yes, the they are. Well, we're Arizona. on the road, though, right? Arizona, Arizona. right, yeah. How many times can you play one team in a single season? Didn't Seventeen. They just, didn't they just get done playing Arizona like three yep. or four in a row? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And now they're uh, now they're down there playing them again. I forget. Nice thing about Arizona though is with the pandemic restrictions for with the crowd, you can't tell the difference. Right. right? It's, a, it's the same thing. Right? I forgot. I was just down there a couple weeks ago. Do they play at the same arena uh, that the Suns do, or is, are are there no, two different? No, the Suns arenas? play downtown. Okay, and they play out in Glendale next to the that's uh, right next to the football. And when they got out to Glendale and their attendance was terrible, they decided it was the location of the the arena, ah. which was new. <laughs> so it's uh, you know I mean you, you can't replace it immediately, right? Uh, so well, it's funny you say that because I was listening to you know sports talk whatever station <laughs> in, in Phoenix, and apparently they already want to build a new baseball stadium. Because they're complaining that their low attendance is the ballpark is downtown. Yes. And they want to be out in the suburbs now. Okay. But the basketball, they re, they did what Target Center did. They redid the basketball arena downtown. Okay. And there's been talk about a basketball hockey arena, but I thought that was going to be downtown. Ah. But baseball wants to be in the suburbs. Huh? Yes. Mm-hmm. They, they cited, uh, well, there's nowhere to park and you can't really tailgate. And I thought, okay, is that really your problem? Did you uh, <laughs> did you ever see the uh, age group that we have in Arizona down there? <laughs> and, Median age. This is the place where they got the pool. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, do you really think that they're uh, going to approve two billion dollars for a new ballpark and a new hockey arena and a new basketball arena? Well, I just, don't see them doing that. That facility can't even be 15 years old, 20 years old, can it? Well, Isn't that their usual life of a uh, 25 years on a stadium? Uh, no, they've been in business since 97. They, they were there in there immediately, okay. weren't they? They played there right away. Didn't okay, they? okay. Died. Well, they won it in 2001, oh, and that wow. was only their fourth or 
wow. fourth okay. or fifth year yeah, of you're existence. Right. So anyway, wow. So I, I can't see Arizona pounding, uh, coming up wow. with a lot of money. To, I don't think they pass a lot of bond issues down there, even <laughs> no. though there are rich people. No. Uh, we do have a statement uh, from the Minnesota Vikings players, gentlemen. Uh, they have come together as a team, and many of us have decided to exercise our right to not attend in-person voluntary workouts, given the ongoing threat of COVID-19 and the inadequate safety procedures recommended by the NFL. This is the safest path forward for us and our families. This decision was also informed by the dramatic drop in injuries we saw during the 2020 season. Well, every team is doing that now. The union, yep. the union, after being stupid enough to... Sign a terrible ten-year agreement. Are uh, are uh, now uh, taking all full advantage of any loopholes oh, that yeah. they can find, which uh, they should. You know, yes. you like it when they stick it to the NFL, well, don't you? Well, plus, you know, let's go back to the days when Joe was the beat guy, right? Yeah. What was the off-season workouts, Joe? The mini camp, three-day mini camp. That was enough, right? If if that, I don't think Bud Bud was the last guy to approve of the mini camp, right? He wanted and to go hunting. You might have, yeah. It might have been a late seventies before they even had a mini camp. That's enough. <laughs> Three day mini camp. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go home, work out. If you show up fat, that's your problem. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, you, back back you, in the days where a beat writer would cost you a draft pick. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> One of my proudest moments. I still love that story. <laughs> How What's long this guy did you, doing out how here? How long did you get the stare from from Bud after that one? <laughs> that not the, Bud wouldn't have said anything. He'd just give you the stare. That's worse imagine. even. Huh? Well, I don't know how long it was, but I can tell you it was icy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a rare treat, isn't it, as a coach? Yeah. To all you have to do is look at somebody, oh, and yeah. you don't even have to tell them. What a jackass they are. Well, you can just look at Bud them. knew that I knew. Yeah. <laughs> that was enough yeah. for him. You didn't right. have to be. Zambi probably had already ambled over you and said, Joe. Yep. Joe, I love you, Joe, but what the hell were you doing there, man? <laughs> you know? And I said to Zambi, I have no bleeping idea. <laughs> <laughs> was Mock the same way? Did Mock have a look? Or did he He was more vocal, huh? Well, he loved me, so he didn't. Yeah, he just yeah, he, was, couldn't, he didn't know what the hell to do the, with me. The myth of Mock is that it was hard to get along with. He was great with the guys that covered him. He was okay. the out of towners. He would not treat well, but the guy like the old timers in Philly, like Frank Dolson and those mm-hmm. guys, all they love Mock because mm-hmm. he'd give him answers. Right. Yep. You ask yep. him a question, you get an answer that you could put in the paper. You might get some steam with it, but yeah, you yeah, right. Well, unless you had a cold, then he'd make you stand outside. Yeah, or if you ask about Dan Ford, uh, Disco Danny Ford getting beat, uh, what around third base? You know what? You know what? The one thing bothered me about Gene, uh, he didn't shower after games. Remember that? He did yeah, like getting yeah. he getting his. Sometimes you'd hear him in there showering, but usually it'd just he'd climb right into. It. But he'd he'd uh, generally be in there in his. Uh, and his baseball skivvies, skivvy, you know, yeah. sort of with the top off, yeah. and you'd be having a drink. But once in a while, you'd go in there when he was particularly miffed. And even though you could get immediately into the clubhouse when you got down there from the thing, all you'd see was the pile of uniform in the middle of the 
the middle of the Clubhouse? manager's office oh, okay. with the steam coming off the top of it, and he was gone. <laughs> <laughs> he was gone. So, uh, but yeah, he gave you quotes. You now he had to, as Joe can tell you, he had to wait thirty seconds sometime. But he was forming an answer in his mind. You know. Hey, where did he live when he managed the Twins? Uh, Sid's apartment building out in straightaway center field. Oh, okay. He had, he okay. Had like, he had like the penthouse out there yep. in the straightaway center field. Sid okay. was his, Sid was his landlord. Wow. Yep. Yep. And, uh, that's g- how he got the scoop. Well, <laughs> no, I told you a story a hundred times when the phone's ringing in the dugout 40 times, <laughs> he won't answer it. Then it, then they hang up and 10 seconds later, it rings another 20 times and I look at him, and he looks at me. We're the only two sitting there, and he says, how would you like to wake up every morning knowing one thing you had to do that day was talk to Sid Hart? (laughs) Perspective. The the quotes were always uh, well thought out. (laughs) The Gabby Hartnett was... was uh, did he give you the he's ours and we aren't trading him on that one? No, that was for Gary. That Lippmann. was Gary Lippman, yeah, yeah. But but what did he give you with Gabby Hartnett? Just a nice little smile or something? Yeah, yeah. Because I just said, well, who in that bleep is Gabby Hartnett? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what the hell? Why should you know who Gabby Hartnett is? I had no reason to know, Pat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I did, but just yeah. because I'm psychotic about that stuff but you, right. you know well, I, don't, I don't blame you but mock should have mock should have given you a yogi Berra. you would have been fine oh, would have been yeah. great. joe yeah. you know what you need to do you need to task patrick with what you tasked us with over the weekend in relation to the twin center fielder we're trying to come up with the top 10 reasons byron buxton <laughs> is not in tonight's lineup mm-hmm. We well, had some colorful responses via text, from the, Patrick, over the weekend. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. we did. Kenny even participated. You know who his equivalent is in the NBA? Kevin Durant. He can come up with oh, yeah. any excuse not to play. But yeah, I came up with the Minnesota equivalent athletically in this century of Byron Buxton. Someone who was vitally important to the team to the point that he made you 20% better when he played. Mm-hmm. Marion Gabbert. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. When yeah. he played, the yeah. Wild were 20% better than when he didn't play. And he ended up, actually, I looked him up. He had a couple of years where he played them all. So that puts him ahead of Buxton. But when he started breaking down and getting hurt, that you were a lesser team then so he won a cup with the kings is that right didn't Mary? years later yeah, yeah that's yeah, what i thought did. but he throughout the rest of his career after he left here he was a 50 game a year joe guy. i just came up with one hmm. he had an allergic reaction to the nap room huh because <laughs> you're not a fan of the nap room i know that felt an unusual warmth in his lower left earlobe <laughs> Rocco is not a doctor. Dr. Baldelli. Dr. Baldelli. <laughs> Dr. Baldelli. You know, I will say that how much of this is Byron and how much is this is Dr. Baldelli oh. convincing him he shouldn't play. And do you think that message is coming from up above? No. Filtering through Dr. Baldelli? No, I think Dr. Baldelli, you look him up. He was in the big leagues at 21. Mm-hmm. Great player. Yep. Uh, was well, he was be, the first overall yeah, pick, wasn't no, he? No, sixth. Okay. But he was at 21, he's in the big leagues with that rotten Tampa Bay team. 
and has he finished third, I think, in the rookie of the year voting. Two thousand. The next year he has a good year, and then he gets breaks his fibia or something, misses an entire season, and the rest of his career is is mm-hmm. personally he was done at twenty seven or eight because of a string of injuries. He had this foot thing that I don't know what it was. He dropsy or something, but I think it's all psychologically based on that. that really? Uh, he's trying to protect people from injuries, which you can't do. No. Nope. So, Plus, what are you saving Buxton for? Yeah. Either play him or don't. Either play him or get rid of him. Yes. They're too and, tight, Joe. They're too tight. That's what Gil's big complaint was always. Yep. Too tight. <laughs> too tight. <laughs> Who's that? Well, Gil, Gil the frequent caller Gil would oh, call okay. it because he's the one that always would rip Maurer and Joe had to inform Gil that Maurer had retired two years ago. <laughs> It was still bad. And that hour. explains why yeah. Gil didn't see him. Yeah. Somebody sneaked. Uh, I wrote the Dr. Baldelli column the other day, you know, about what a fine physician he'd make. Because yeah. he, yeah. he, he, you'd come in and say, I'm feeling fine, Doc. And he'd say, Don't be too sure about that. <laughs> you know, but uh, we can find something. Right, Don't right. worry. We'll get you something. But uh, somebody slipped in a. It all goes back to bilateral leg weakness. Oh, that'll so get you blocked that's, on Twitter. That's still, uh, that's still uh, some commenter was still complaining about that. <laughs> Gardy ruined. Well, act Dr. Steves basically did because he gave the term to Gardy to give to the press to give to yeah. the media yep. when they asked after the game, <laughs> and and Doc probably thought, well, this sounds vague enough. Nobody will ever remember it. And uh, and Gardy says, I wasn't there, but um, you know, yeah. looks at the piece of paper and says, they're calling it bilateral <laughs> leg weakness. <laughs> ruined his career, oh. ruined his life, ruined his reputation. Poor guy. And yeah. had an effect on his twins. Bilateral egg weakness. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. That was that a good was one. A, I forget who said that, but that was hilarious. <laughs> that was. <laughs> I wonder if those little kids are going to go to Durham Hall or some what what uh, good are, Catholic grade school are they going to go they to? They are currently at my alma mater, grade school wise. Okay, at, uh, Boy, in St. Paul, they are going to be soccer players. I can tell you, when they were there for Joe's last day, and they hopped the fence and ran out to see him, they were like three. <laughs> They were motoring, man. They yeah. were moving. They were moving. Well, what, is They're going to be running that wing like the Lagos brothers. I, yes. <laughs> Mrs. Maurer was a soccer player, was she not? Oh, was she? I thought so. Uh, what, didn't, didn't you tell me that? No, I, I don't. That's not familiar to okay. me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just completely but making that she up. She went to Nativity, and uh, and I think he's going to send those kids to a visitation. I oh, think. Okay. The, no, Ms. I probably not. He's probably going to send them to Creighton there. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think of the Super League? Which league? The uh, richest teams in European hockey, uh, soccer. The the big big teams in England, Italy, and Spain. I don't think France and Germany are involved. Are going to break up the Premier League and form their own league, the Super League. 12 to 15 teams, and they have the soccer world in a absolute maddened upheaval. Really? Because, uh, Greedy because, billionaires destroying soccer. Yes. 
Is that that? That's w, what the Daily Mail is reporting. The Daily Mail is greedy. Yes, yeah. that's that's pretty much the attitude. Uh, they don't. So you, you, the Premier League, if you're one of the, you know, the four or five top teams, you got to split uh, the pot. Not like the NFL does. You, I mean, you can make all your marketing and money on that top, but but the the fee that the main sponsors for the league play. You divide it up one through twenty, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if if you're a rotten team, but you get you get you're in the second division, and you get moved up to the first division, yeah. you're one of the Make they the jump. They got the three that come up and the three that come down. You get like millions, and these guys don't want to give millions. I guess Manchester United and all those, but the soccer world is in a frenzy over this. Woo-hoo. So and but Germany and uh, I think Germany and France are not involved in it as of yet. They're best teams. So, but it's uh, I think we should try to get the loons in there. I was though. just going to say, great. when do we? What's our, <laughs> I think we get the loons in the Super League. Are the loons? Are they running right now? Yeah, they even... started Saturday, I believe. I thought. And what's I thought their, that was their capacity? Their first game. Do we know what capacity they, they have? Uh, they played uh, Saturday at Seattle and uh, lost four to nothing Ooh. after being a nil-nil halftime score. And uh, and then they're back here Saturday night, I believe. And they're they're letting what did I read thirty two is it thirty two hundred four thousand oh four thousand maybe they're letting well 4, I suppose they get more because it's open air it's twenty thousand yeah. yeah and it's, it holds twenty so they lost like, four zip is there a uh, is there a catchphrase like you got to put the biscuit in the basket for hockey <laughs> do we have you got to score the soccer ball what is, well Pat loves saying nil 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 hey what do you think old Steve Stricker going wire to wire uh, Steve uh, Stewart Sink I'm sorry Stewart Sink. Stewart Sink yeah how about that he's been playing good you yep. know he's 47 what what is I he really I didn't know he was I didn't old. look up the stats what when's the last time a guy that age won it's it got to be a while. Yeah. Uh, older people have won that tournament. The Harbor, boy, Harbor they, remember where they used to get a field because all mm-hmm. the East, all the Europeans would stay over after playing. You know, they'd come over and play the Masters, and then they'd stay over. Well, they now all live here, so they right, don't. Right. They don't. They all live in Orlando, so they don't uh, come here. Uh, you know, or, or PGA Palm Beach Gardens or someplace. So they, the they, oldest winners of a tournament. Sam Snead, 53 or something? Uh, 52 years, 10 months, 8 days. Uh, and that was in 1956. Now it just refreshed, so I lost it. There's a couple mm-hmm. other ones. But these guys are in their uh, early 50s. Uh, Jack 51, was... Art Wall, the Greater Milwaukee Open. Oh, yeah. And let's see. What's the big one? Uh, there's nothing really. Redbush was 46 when he won yeah. a Masters yes. in 86, I think. One of the few I didn't cover in that era. I remember sitting at home in the uh, in the living room saying, "Yeah, he should probably be there." Mm-hmm. <laughs> remember about three years later, Joe, that he he like the first two days he made a run. Like on Saturday morning, he was in contention or yeah. something, and they yeah. forty nine or fifty one or something. Yep. Davis Love the Third at 51 years, 4 months, and 10 days won the 2015 Wyndham Championship. I would have been there rooting against him. <laughs> go Europe. Go Europe. <laughs> give me an E, in. give me a U, give me an R, give me an O, a P, P, E, E. Europe, Europe, Europe. Oh. Boy, we got a lot of looks that day from Radio <laughs> Row, didn't we? Oh, Pat. <laughs> 
Uh, what was I going to mention here? Uh, you didn't uh, declare the big announcement with our number one basketball recruit. I was very disappointed. Oh, there was Chet. someone that said he was very disappointed to see that Chet Holmgren didn't pick St. Thomas. St. Thomas, yes. <laughs> I thought he might go to New Mexico because he just loved the basketball, the quality of the basketball he saw from Richard Patino as a youth here. Uh, you know, think about it. He was nine when Patino got hired as the coach here. Oh my God, you're right. He had uh, eight years to make an impression. But, wow. Uh, and, uh, Does that this, mean it's likely that Suggs is going to stay? Since they went to high school together? No. Suggs no, is done no, for sure? God, be first, second, or third in the draft. That's you, true. you have to be an idiot You're to right. leave. Hey, Joe. Oh, I, again, I, I, I want to reiterate my tweet My uh, tweet of uh, he just doesn't have it, so you should stay another year in school and, uh, <laughs> and learn a little more, get better at basketball. Hey, Joe. Hmm? You remember what a beanpole uh, your, uh, your oldest child was? Oh, yeah. You, have you seen this guy? Which guy? Chet, Chet Holmgren. Holmgren? No. Is he a beanpole? Seven one, and he might weigh 150 pounds. He needs a sandwich, man. Yes, <laughs> get that guy a get that guy a Wendy's. No, he double, needs to go to Grunhoffers and say, "Give Grunhoffer. me everything." Grunhoffer. Yeah, right. What's the most fattening product you have? Let's. <laughs> how's that potato salad? Put a little extra mayo in there. Let's go. He's like that Will Zalatoris, who I don't even think is from Earth. <laughs> yeah, right. That was. Frighten me, yeah. uh, you know. As I said, I said this last week. The the this the champions meal dinner would have been raisins and nuts if he'd <laughs> won the thing next year. You can see uh, Gray sitting there going, "Yeah, yeah, oh, boy, that's, that's enough. A, yeah, that's a good more raisin. kale, please, more yes. kale." Wonder how you get that. Wonder how you no you get that uh, you know desire to your, do that no your body runs like that where oh. you you don't weigh anything I that'd be called your uh, you know your genetics yeah your yeah it is yeah <laughs> what yeah. is it called your chemistry your uh, <laughs> metabolism metabolism, your metabolism. metabolism. how go. do you get that because I mean that that guy's got to eat right your chemistry so. <laughs> there yeah, are pe- there are people there are people who just it, it's hard to for me to imagine but there are people who don't don't like to eat fattening food in great quantities. It's right. uh, it's terrible. I had the really good furnace up until I well basically started working here. Yeah, <laughs> that'll do it. Because uh, but yeah, it, it is a function of genetics mostly. But mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of people do have the really good metabolism forever. My buddy Jimbo, he's still fifty two. He's as skinny as a rail. He eats anything. Who's uh, who was the kid we had running the board? When we first started doing the morning show. Oh, the, the overnight kid. Josh. Overnight Joe. What was that kid? Josh no, Winger. Not, the kid. Young Josh kid. Winger. Young guy. Oh, Winger. Josh yeah, Winger. Josh yeah. Winger. Josh Winger. And I got in a habit on Tuesday mornings of bringing in donuts. Okay. Because we have a donut shop up the street, and I'd knock on the door at 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, and I arrange yeah. with them and get a couple of dozen donuts right out of the grill. Oh, nice. Nice. And Coles used to tell me if he got there before me, Josh would say, "You think he's bringing bone donuts today?" You know, I mean, that, that was his. The poor kid sat there forward. night after night, all only all he could think of was donuts. Oh, it's Tuesday, it's donut day. You know, you really learn, and rookie, I know you can attest to this too. You really learn how much you love working in radio if you can survive an extended period working overnights. <laughs> yes, yes, that's. Really Can't say to, that I've ever had to do that one. Yeah, yeah. my favorite. That's how is, I started. My favorite though is when we used to get the free stuff, right? 
Okay. And we, now we were working later in the day. Okay. And there'd be a dozen Krispy Kremes or something in there, and there'd always be a half of one remaining. Oh, that would drive what, you nuts. What, well, what is wrong with Minnesotans? There's one donut left. Take, take it. it. Uh, all in. All in. You got to go all in. There's no halfsies. Just take it. Don't either take it or don't take in it. In fact, um, your staff knows you well, Patrick, where I don't remember. probably remem- did that on purpose. I don't remember what it was, but Rookie was going to grab the last of something. I said, cut it in half. It's going to drive Royce insane. <laughs> so Not it. because I wanted it, but the con- the idea that, Just oh, eat the I'm going to. And we also had another situation. Of course, Rook was behind it because he's so brilliant at this. There was an uh, an empty uh, styrofoam container filled with garbage, <laughs> and Rookie wrote on it "free cookies." <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Ruffs. I think it was Ruffs that Ruffs. grabbed it and instantly it's knew it was you. Like, Damn it! He opened up and went, Shoot. he had an expletive. Went, oh, oh man. God. I loved Rufsy. Oh, that was, was funny. Easy to play that was when funny. They, uh, when, when the Chick-fil-A was starting to come to town and they were bringing oh, in the freebie, yeah. you could get killed. Oh, yeah. If you were walking over there to grab one, you could get trampled. There was usually a stampede. There's no question about it. And that day we went to Hoyt's and Kenny ate seven of the chicken sandwiches, but threw the buns away. He just wanted the sandwiches. Then he went to get a pork chop at Hoyt's. Oh, God. Oh. oh, I remember that night. We all had to go there, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah we, we did. were all there. Yeah. That's when you ordered a salad. Well, I'd eaten at home. It was getting late, man. We didn't I eat until 8, 830. I couldn't wait till 8 o'clock. Definitely, definitely dinner's at 6. Definitely dinner's at you 6. Guys, Radio doesn't hire weird people You guys would have each paid a $25 admission fee to go back to the 70s when Joe was on a baseball trip and we lined up. A big meal at Sally's Steakhouse on a Saturday night oh. in Milwaukee. And I think Katie was on the trip, I think, with me. But it, and, you know, we 8 o'clock, you know, because we'll be done right in 30, 9.30, we're still sitting around waiting to get seated because it wasn't a big place. Me All of a sudden. Bad waiter. It's time to sit. What happened to Joe? And somebody <laughs> He left. He couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> he left. Was He's he looking gone. at his watch every three seconds? Oh, God. He was, well, it was I wonder if Sally still exists. No, doesn't. It's gone. And neither does Butch's, does it? Remember I don't Butch's? think Butch's does. Butch's oh. is great. There's a, I don't think the one over by Jeffrey Dahmer's house is either. What was the name of that place? The one over by Marquette. It was. They had a place there where really? you would, uh, John's or something. You would go in. Order at the bar, yep. and and fifty minutes later they'd come and tap your shoulder, and and you'd sit out, and the salad would be there, and the steak would come out like a five minutes later. Wow. They were they were turning over. They tables. wanted to turn that baby over. Sure. They didn't want people sitting there and lollygagging. Oh, time, yeah, sure, yeah. that makes sense. You know, they Probably would. Fifty uh, bucks per I'd, person. I'd never seen that before. John's, I think. It Where was. was County Stadium in relation to Miller Park? Right next to it. Oh, it was. Okay. It's now the parking lot. Yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. Hmm. And apparently, if you owned a restaurant, it was just a one of somebody's first name. You know, Butch's, <laughs> yeah. Sally's, John's, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. right. Worst experience of my life, though, not the worst, but top five was stopping. We were driving back from Milwaukee after a day game. I 
think it was about three or four of us, but we decided to stop at Carl Rogers and eat German food. Oh boy! Before the before the this was when the speed limit was fifty five. You know, we drove back. Sauerbraten. That was a rough one. That was a rough road. Now does Carl Rogers still exist? No, Carl Rogers went out of business. What the hell? There's nothing left. Well, there's, you know, some of the maters and uh, I think a couple of the other old ones are, are there. But What was the restaurant, Put Away the Menu Boys, the kid from Folda's going to? Hopkins, I think. Uh, what was that? When when Guy Green and Yeah, Put Harrington Away the Menu Boys. <laughs> hey, I ran into Harrington. He's uh, he's bartending at uh, the the place out in left field uh, the, where you're. Oh, so the, the Great Duck. Uh, the Great Duck. Where your sister used to work. The Great Duck, or is it? Where um, your sister used to work. Yeah, it was, uh, oh, what was it? The rum. Doctor, who's the rum guy? Captain Morgan? Uh, Captain Morgan. Captain Morgan, yeah. It's now something else. Yeah, it's something else. It's, it's the Great Duck. Duck. Does your sister oh, still yeah. work there? I saw him at church all during Lent. I Did ran you? into My Great sister? Yeah. Uh, wasn't your sister working? Yeah, there? and the Wild Games. I'm not sure what her status is with the, with the comeback. I don't know if... Um, I know Teresa was, and Paula, my cousin, was, but I'm not sure. Oh, I got to give you this report, Joe. Father Brian O'Rourke died. Yeah. My cousin. Yeah. Uh, The O'Rourkes, of course, uh, Frank and Helen were the parents. My Helen was my mother's sister. They lived in the big house over on Wilder. Yep. And right around the corner was St. Mark's. And uh, I think by the time the Ricey kids started staying there, we'd come up and we'd stay with them when we came up from Fulda. I think maybe uh, the two oldest boys, uh, uh, John and Jerry, were already gone. Jerry was in, uh, went to the Capuchin monks or some dang oh, thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. And Sheila was the uh, daughter, and uh, then Brian was the youngest. He ended up, you know, becoming a priest. Uh, and. And greatest guy ever, but he ended up coming back his last his last parish priest job when he was in his sixties or early seventies was at St. Mark's right around the where he where his his mother Helen uh, would uh, would you know was the secretary there, but that's where he was raised as a kid, and mm-hmm. he uh, he ended up coming back to St. Mark's. Now here was the only downside. The O'Rourke's were the greatest people of all time, Frank and Helen. Seen it on Helen. And he was the mechanic arts coach? He was the mechanic arts football coach. And, yep. and later on, when the, the the kids were all gone, they moved over to Rome. They were they lived over on Rome mm-hmm. Avenue right up there by uh, Montreal yep. and yep. Up, right up. But in the big old house, the problem with the big old house was if you mistimed it okay. after dinner— Rosary. Oh, on the knees. Yeah. yeah. You now you could. It was carpeted. Yeah. The, Still. The, the big, the main room was carpeted with the TV in it, and you could lean on the. You could find an ottoman or a chair yeah. or a couch, yeah. or even you, you, could, you could lean. You could <laughs> lean forward. You didn't have to stand up. But the whole rosary. Oof. Was it all year long? Only three sixty-five, baby. I would wow. have been, I would yeah. have been over at St. Mark's shooting some extra hoops in Joe Meyer's Sadie and mm-hmm. Gymnasium. When they lived on Rome, is that St. Greg's is over there, right? Yeah, St. Gregory's. They ended up. They were on the other side, you know. So they would have had to walk all the way around. And when they got older, 
Basically, the neighbors made them a little path through the backyards, through. through the backyards and the fences, so they could cut through because they went to mass every every oh morning, gosh. every morning. Mm. Yeah, that's so, dedication that Frank, I don't have. But my brother, my brother actually, uh, when he first came to college, and uh, apparently with a mild attention to graduate. He, uh, which, which we, he quickly lost. Right. He was going to go. He went to St. Thomas, I believe, the first uh, quarter or whatever it was, and then he transferred to the U and became a very good gin rummy player. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, he he was there that fall and would go to the mechanic arts football games with Frank. And this Frank is the most religious guy that ever lived, and you know, just a great guy. But the halftime speech, uh, Michael heard some words that he never yeah. thought Uncle Frank uh, was it. capable got of speaking. probably why he was going to church he every said, day. I remember him saying to me, you got to listen to Frank at halftime. You get a whole new opinion of him. <laughs> did, did Frank ever have good clubs here? Not bad, but uh, the one time I saw them play, so God, I'm eight years old, maybe nine. Yeah. They were playing Central. And that was the arch rival, of course, because those were the two, the, the, right. where the black kids first started going to school were Mechanic Arts and Central. Yep. And and they were the arch rival, but the the uh, Mechanics had, I mean, Central had the Blakely brothers, which were, they both ended up playing at the U. They were these two great studs, and, uh, and uh, it was in Old Griffin Stadium, which was old then. And uh, they got their ass kicked, and I sat next to... Aunt Helen, and she was praying and doing everything else, but it didn't help. <laughs> Covering her didn't. ears during halftime. <laughs> praying, praying did not help you tackle the Blakely Brothers. No, no. <laughs> Mechanic arts trainers. 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 What a great nickname. Yeah. I spoke at the, the, I don't know if it still exists, but they had an M club. They've been I, out did, of, I did that once, Pat. Did them. you? Yeah. Yes. They've been out of business since the mid seventies. They beat yep. Folda in the state basketball tournament in the wow. in the seventies by holding the ball. Those cheating son of a guns. Uh-huh. Remember Elmer Bailey? He was a great yes. athlete. Yeah. Yes. Elmer was like their last great athlete at Mechanic Arts, and uh, I think they lost in the state finals that year. But but yeah, they, it was. Uh, uh, you know, it, it went out of business about 75, 76. But the trainers, Frank was there forever. He was the AD for a long time after he was a. After he was uh, the coach there. So, anyway. Hey, uh, really quick. Uh, Joe, on Friday, Pat was in here uh, working on his uh, piece for over the weekend. And we stumbled upon uh, some YouTube clips. And listen to me, people. If you have some time to kill, which I did Friday night, of course. Go to YouTube and search Charles Barkley, comma, San Antonio. (laughs) And you get gems like this. Oh, oh my sure could do that right time now. entertainment in Houston. I bet you couldn't do that to them big ass women in San Antonio. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even in San Antonio. Oh, no, so it's just Barkley <laughs> making salty. fun of the big old girls from San Antonio. <laughs> and he, 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 no way. This is what ten years ago. At There's least. no way he could get away with that anymore. No, but, but oh he, God, no. It used to be his joke, his oh. running joke on that show when it was the greatest. He would say because apparently he was. I don't know. I, I think. 
Ricky got harassed unmercifully when That's he played in San Antonio, yes. especially when he was Houston. So he noticed that some of the girls in the expensive seats oh. were large. And he did that joke for five the, years. The Spurs are in the middle of this great dynasty with one of the best players ever. And he's all he could comment is on the big old girls from San Antonio. Oh, it's, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. He huh? got away. You know, it's what made that show great and helped make the NBA. Oh yeah. And now they now of course he couldn't get away with no, that stuff. No. So he still and and he's he never had a real great interest in who was who, but he's lost it completely now. <laughs> Hearing him on on halftime, on halftime of the college of the NCAA tournament is just hysterical. He doesn't know who any of these guys well, are. Pat, he said that tall kid. I saw him play that tall skinny they, kid. What's they started a bit on their show called "Who He Play For" yeah, who he play because for. he didn't know <laughs> the player on the team. Who he play for? That was in the NBA. Or the they, NBA. You're right. You're right. Quiz him, and they'd put a little hat, wizard's hat on him, and put him on a on a stool, and, and they would give him hints and say who he played for, you know. Oh, what a great! Because he one day he said who he played for. Play for. Yeah, they asked him, Charles, uh, tell us about McDermott. He goes, who he played for. Also, huh. Joe, yeah. worst golf swing of all time, and oh, that comes terrible. that comes from a guy who has a bad golf swing. Right. He stops three times. Yeah, it's get... got like not one hitch, but three hitches <laughs> yeah, when he right. tries to get the follow through. Oh, they remember he was wasn't uh, he going to be on the Hank Haney? Wasn't he one of Hank Haney? Yeah, I think they guy. just ultimately gave up. Yeah, they did. He got no better because he just dragged it along. And I well, think he's he... doing a great commercial now, Golf Galaxy or something. Oh, did, Charles is. is? Yeah, I haven't oh, it's seen wonderful. That. Wonderful. Hmm. Well, yeah. he's a he's a great guy. I already told you the story about I was. Sitting with Silas McKinney in a bar and that on Tory Pines there and and Barkley he rec, he he tried to illegally recruit Barkley when he was down in Alabama and uh, and they were just telling stories but when Charles got up to leave uh, this guy came over and this kid had had uh, birth defects you know but he was now in his twenties and the guy was you know in bad shape but a Charles fan Charles went over there and he was. He was leaving, but he went over there and talked to the kid for forty-five minutes. That's cool. The guy, yeah. So they say Brian Mac, uh, Brian McIntyre used to be the SA, the the uh, the media guy for the entire NBA. He said the best guy they ever had with people. Did you ever read the famous story about a Japanese family that whose whose father was befriended by Barkley? Yeah, that's it, right. It was a great piece written by I think the Japanese father's kid. And how they just, you know, I think he was an engineer or something. Mm -hmm. And they ran into each other at a whole, you know, at a bar in an airport and started shooting the breeze. And the next thing you know, they be they became fast friends to the point where Barkley attended the guy's funeral. Yeah, I did read that. Story. Yeah, it was a hell of a piece. Yes, yeah. I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. He just he's, he just liked people, you know. Yep. Unless you unless you came up and taunted him like that guy in Milwaukee, and he dropped him right in his the guy in the Skyway who came up and started giving him a hard time, and he dropped him. Right I don't know who Angola is, but they in a world of trouble. <laughs> Well, then he elbowed the guy, too, in the face. Oh, that's right, he did. Elbowed the guy from Angola in the face, and he said, bleep Angola. <laughs> <laughs> that, was his, 
they asked him, they wanted him to feel guilty, you know, because right. they were 60 ahead and some skinny famine kid from. Wow, we're from playing against Barkley. Oh, elbowed him in the face and this is a bleep Angola. He was unbelievable. In a world of trouble. He's a great player, though, man. He was a good well, player. Was he one of the top five players of all time in his six, prime? Six, well, I don't know about it. It's top 10. And six, five playing inside, too. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. So. Well, you promised us the sport is shortest Monday night sports talk ever because you're not feeling in the pink. So, uh, but I to... lied. This is a normal length one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. All but... right, I'm done. All, all right. right, see you later. If you want the best lawn on the block all season long, hook up with a Minnesota-grown lawn care company that knows that dandelions, mystery weeds, bare spots, and blight are completely unacceptable. That's professionalturf.com. If you want service techs with 20 years of experience, techs who throw down a combination of environmentally friendly weed killer and slow-release long-term fertilizers, then visit professionalturf.com. And you know what? While you're on the website, take a close look at their landscape projects. And don't forget, they'll service your irrigation system, too. You will have the most lush and luxurious lawn on the block. It's our one stop for exceptional landscape irrigation services and the best lawn on the block, professionalturf.com. Ricey here with Canopy Group Facts. Fact one, the Canopy Group writes more business in one month than a captive agent writes in three years. How is this possible? Let's share the other facts for you to understand. Fact two, the Canopy Group offers 16 different insurance companies, not just one. Fact three, the Canopy Group offers annual policies, not six-month policies, that leave you at risk for two premium increases per year. Fact four, the Canopy Group offers one deductible at claim time, not two, three, four, or even more. Fact five, every year the Canopy Group will shop your home and auto insurance with their 16 companies. Captive insurance agencies can't shop that way for you because guess what? They only have one company to deal with. Now that you have the facts, it's time to get the options. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. This is Reavers once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And Josh has a very basic question for you. Do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk's clients, and that's Josh Arnold, by the way, they always know what they own. He has found out that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds, and there are real instances of people that are paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. Josh begs of you, know what you own. You see, trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Take it from me that you can trust Josh. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation with absolutely zero obligation. Call him at 952 925 once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. At Eagle Fund Motorsports in Forest Lake, it's right downtown Forest Lake. You can't miss it. In fact, a lot of people who go to Grunhofer's drive uh, north on 61, another five miles, and they're stopped right at the front door of EcoFund Motorsports. I got my Bintelli electric assist bike at EcoFund Motorsports. They have a full line of Yamaha motorcycle products, and they uh, specialize in quality, affordable scooters, mopeds, youth ATVs, youth snowmobiles, all of the equipment and the service that you want. 
EcoFun sells Bintelli e-bikes. I got a bronze-colored one. I've been riding it. You can pedal it on your own or use the motor assist, or you can use the thumb control and cruise up to 20 miles an hour with no effort at all. Stop in, take a test ride. You are going to love these electric assist bikes. And at EcoFun, you'll discover there's no other store in Minnesota that offers an on-the-floor display of electric assist bikes that compares to what you will find at EcoFun. And at EcoFun, you're not paying the crazy prices they charge for e-bikes at the shops that exclusively sell bicycles. This is a store that sells fun. See it for yourself. Take that short drive to Forest Lake and check out EcoFun Motorsports or learn more at EcoFunMotorsports.com.